What's up? Welcome to the Confluence VC podcast. This podcast is meant to give you a personal glimpse into the next era of investors and operators. This week we had on Lolita Taub of the Community Fund. Before this episode, I had exchanged emails with Lolita, but I can comfortably say now that she lives up to all the hype around her. Lolita is a force of nature and she's universally loved by everyone in the startup world. In her role at the Community Fund, she focuses on backing community-led businesses that create outsized returns. In this talk, we discuss productizing yourself and streamlining requests through tech, non-obvious benefits from building an audience across platforms and core pillars of thriving communities and the thoughts on current and future states of community building. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm really excited for what you guys are building at Confluence and um, excited to be here. So, yeah, we're excited for what you're doing as well. I just got an email about this new community thing you're starting. You're going to have to dive <laughs> into that maybe as well. Yeah, you got Luma. Why'd you choose Luma over everything else? Uh, it's just so simple. Literally allows you to create your profile and you don't have to you know, figure out like some donut matching thing. People need to be proactive in an engaged community. And so I think as community builders, we need to give our community members the tools to be the best members they can be. And for me, that's saying, hey guys, this is all about you. I need to actually step away from the middle. You guys share your information. I'll bring some sort of space where it's easy for you to find each other. And then you need to take action. You need to give to the community and you need to reach out to the right people. Be really thoughtful with a give first approach. And Luma allows that to happen. I don't know if either of you guys have joined, but sent out invitations over the weekend and there's 1300 now and we're super global. I did not realize like there's someone in Mongolia in there. That's awesome. You can literally just type in keywords and find people that can help you out and you could just DM them. And that's so much better than trying to create, you know, just non-organic stuff, which we do plan to do some of the, hey, post engage. Ultimately, I think that we need to change the narrative of what a community is. And it really does boil down to the individual members and their commitment to giving to the community, creating a safe space for each other and just making really awesome things happen. Damn. I feel like we got to switch over to Luma now. Like ours is just tied together from like Airtable to Slack to some Zapier links in there to like connect software tools better. But yeah, when I was playing around with your Luma, it just looked like so much cleaner than what our process is. Yeah. And you know what? Does it work on web portal? Do you have to do, you have to download the Luma app? You can use it on your phone, but that's the other thing. Like if I log in from like my Chrome browser and my iPhone or online, it's totally cool. 
but if you don't have an invite, I'll make sure I'll make an exception because I only sent invites to my newsletter subscribers because it was a show of appreciation for folks that have been following the journey. I have the invite and it's literally one of my tabs to fill out that questionnaire right now. There yeah. you go. And yeah, then you can see the, all the wonders. And by the way, like this is a really hot startup. I love working with Victor, who's one of the co-founders. And I, I love his approach to things. And it just makes sense. It's clean, minimalist, and just take out, takes out the noise, which we're all like drowning in, right? There's so much content and people and connections and everything. Why not have something nice that's not stressful to look at? And yeah, I'm pretty much done with almost all social platform right now. So that will be nice. That's a, a really nice addition to the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and you had the Bill First announcement. I literally just got off the phone with those guys. Like, we're trying to do something similar. But yeah, you just packaged up, like, all the big news into, into last week's newsletter. I don't know if it's all the big news, just, just saying, mm. but, but Built First also, I think they, they're really awesome. I love that they are being really open-minded. When I talked to them, I said, hey, look, the community I serve and I am a part of, we're a group of people that come from all walks of life and we need to make these things accessible if we're really going to allow people with amazing talent that can come from anywhere to go and build the unicorns of tomorrow. And they were just like, let's do it. And I said, awesome. <laughs> let's, I mean, look, you, I, th I think this is the world thing? we live in. With in, in Build First, mm -hmm. they should invite me. So we're thinking about doing an investment syndicate could be really interesting. We can maybe even co-syndicate. We'll see. Well, yeah, just let me know what's going on. I I talked to them um, wearing my community builder hat, but now that you mention it, um, maybe I should be talking to them about that too. I'm really curious to see like what happens, right? Because in three days, the, the analytics, which I love that they have analytics, show that People in our community have saved over $300,000 in SaaS products and tools. That's wow. pretty amazing. You said in three days? That analytics like, yeah. is super cool. Like you're actually able to assign or you're able to get like credit for how much you're actually saving people, which is pretty sweet. Oh, really? I don't know. I don't know if I talked to Aaron about that. I'll have to, I was just like, you're going to give something really awesome to my community. Let's do this. Yeah. But now I have Clay, like I need to, need to ask him about the money-making because it'll be helpful in maintaining community because anybody who does this knows that it actually takes work behind the scenes. It takes yeah. um, a lot. Yeah. You know, so this, is, this is similar to the conversation we had before when I was like, before Clubhouse died. And I was trying to broker us a deal with, with Crunchbase and Carta and Silicon Valley Bank. I'm like, dude, we should totally be getting paid for this shit. Remember? Yeah, I remember I think that. In most, of these, in most of these situations, it's like there's a monetization play. You just got to figure it out in the back end. The thing is the orgs are just slow. Or you got to ask me about it directly. Yeah, you, you know, when I'm wearing my community builder hat on, I really am so curious about pushing the bounds of what is a community, how is it run, and what do members do? And so the monetization of it to me is secondary. And it's only even like on the list because I really cannot do it all. And I am working on 
hopefully at some point I could bring someone on full time. But right now I am working with RJ and he's my contractor and, and we are partnering on all these things for a few hours, at least of his time. And so for me, for the community in particular, it's all about just making it sustaining and also promoting that, like all the stuff that we do, content, you know, witty one-liners, they take a lot of work and there's a lot of, of, of work that goes behind the scenes to be consistent, to answer questions, to deal with, you know, troubleshooting stuff. It's just, it's a lot. But wow, is it so amazing to see, like, literally, I don't know, and I just shared it in the chat too. I'll share that other link. I, this morning I woke up and I was like, look at this map. There's bubbles everywhere and the bubbles represent people, right? And I'm just like, there is someone in Namibia. Amazing. And it's just, (laughs) this is how we do it. You know, like this is, and this is what we're doing together, which is even more exciting. And I, I, I want to, I think people often are like, well, Lita, you're so amazing. And I'm like, it's all of us guys. Like, yes, yes, it's true. I am amazing. Thank you. But nothing works if we do it alone. And also one thing I, in my mental health days that I took, I I was looking through an art book and this artist was talking about having mind block in creating And he just said that at some point he realized like, hey, dude, like you're not supposed to do this alone. None of us are. And although he was talking about art, we all need help and we can't get anywhere without each other. I'm reminded of this study I read in in Harvard Business Review where they talked about how I think it was HBS, maybe it was something else anyway, but I read a study where lonely ants die faster. And I literally think we're like little ants that are helping in community. And we're so much stronger than we think. And we're even more impressive altogether. But ultimately, it does boil down to little individual ants building this ant hive. Or it's not an ant hive. An ant (laughs) colony. Colony. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And then it brings me back to uh, Bugs Life, right? Where they're really like, think about it. Like, that's our life. Did you guys watch Bugs Life? Or am I the only one? Of course. Okay. You know how like the little ants are like, we must do this, swim my lane. And I'm like, no, guys, like you do your thing and we're really powerful. And then the grasshoppers are like, you have to give us everything. And everyone's like, okay. And it's like that moment in time where, no, like this, we are special individuals and we can support each other and do our thing and take over the world and make it what we want it to be and make a lot of money and have a good time together. 100%. Well, look, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about how we've actually already produced a decent chunk of content if we were like on the podcast flow. So we should edit this into the podcast now. But that being said, we should like officially start so that we don't lose any more gems as we chat. I don't think we lose any. We're recording. Well, that's what I'm saying. So this is the first time we've ever naturally transitioned and like talking about the like super dope shit that should just be presented by conversation. Yeah. So let's edit this into the podcast and then start also. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, world, Confluence friends, everyone else who may hear this, send in love to all of you all. We have a very special friend with us here today who's an OG in the VC and general community building space, Belita Ta. 
And uh, before she even says anything, I just want to thank her for being like a good friend as we've been building and being someone who we check in with to make sure that like our like internal compasses are right from a moral standpoint and from just like where we think community is heading as a whole. That, Malia, please say hello and give us a quick overview of who you are. Sure. Well, thank you so much. And that moral compass, I feel real special there. I I don't know if I'm exactly perfect on that realm, but I will say that I love how Confluence is being built and the leaders behind it. The authenticity is palpable. So props to you guys and thank you for inviting me. A little bit about my background. I'm first generation Mexican-American. I grew up in poverty And as it turns out, being community-oriented tends to be a pattern in people who have come from very little to nothing. And part of it is survival. And I think community has, didn't think about it that way growing up, but certainly helped with things from food to shelter to not getting shot by a gang in South Central. So anyway, Mexican-American, and I came out of, you know, that part of my life and out of being poverty because of tech. And so I've been in tech for 15 years plus probably now. And I started off in corporates working at IBM Cisco as supply chain planning strategy change consultant from public sector to commercial sector. Then the core becoming a sales leader, sales executive, VP and so on. So I went from corporate to startups and then venture capital. And I am currently VP of Corporate Development for a Series A startup and co-founder and general partner at the Community Fund, where we invest in community-driven companies. That is a gorgeous background. I did not know that you grew up where you grew up. Oh, yeah. uh, West Side. Yes, ma'am. You're you're actually right. And and the point around people who are from lower socioeconomic backgrounds being more centered towards community and giving. Interesting how that is. The opposite of abundance creates people who are more generous. But on that note, you have created one of the only funds that I know of that's actually community-driven and actually generous. Would you like to tell us a little bit more about the community fund and your role and vision and all those types of things? I love talking to you because you're so generous with your compliments. The Community Fund, we're a $5 million institutional-backed seed stage venture fund. And we're out here, although we're generous, we're looking for outsized returns. And we just happen to think that this approach, being community-driven internally, as well as investing in community-driven companies, is the way to achieve that. We believe that the next wave of unicorns will be community-driven, and we're backing them. Brilliant. Are there uh, any sub-verticals that you are in particular or particularly interested in, either in previous investments or going forward? I think if you're in venture capital early stage, you have to have a curious mind and see what's going on. So there's definitely so many things that are interesting. And when you take a lens of community-driven thesis, really you see opportunity across all sectors because in the industry, in in our business world, we haven't really given it its due place in terms of how important being customer first, community first is and the impacts that it can have on a business. So across the board, I love seeing it all. We are 13 partners 
at the community fund and each one has our own areas of expertise and areas we reinvest in. So we have a pretty complementary coverage there. For me personally, I am really interested in the creator economy, future of work and fintech in terms of what areas I'm super excited to do a deeper dive in is Latin America as an emerging market. There is just so much opportunity out there. Agreed. One of my first ever investments just was voila out Latin America in the Neobank and they've just been crushing it now. Like even like companies that I missed, I'm just like crap that I did that <laughs> are just crushing it. I think you and your infectious personality along with the game that you put together We'll do very well in that space. I think so. I'm, you know, and the thing is though, like I mentioned, every investment partner has their own thing. And we like literally some, we have an investor doing FinTech, but then we have FemTech and everything in between. So it's really interesting for me personally, Latin America is interesting because I'm Mexican-American. My first language is Spanish. I have realized that I have racial post-traumatic stress disorder. Well, my therapist told me. And I am also really curious to explore the opportunity because in Latin America, because I think it'll also be therapy in really mm. accepting and appreciating the amazing value that comes from our heritages and our, our people and our history. So super curious about it. So I advise you, one, to do that. Two, to like fully accept that trauma and whatever it might be. And then maybe go on a trauma detox when you're there. And then two, last time we talked, I was still, which I still kind of do. Uh, I was living in Mexico and across Latin America. I advise you to move there for a bit. Okay, so it is Tyler. so dope. I, okay. I guess everyone can know, but I have been planning. Let's see if I can make it happen. An entire year living as a nomad in Latin America, hitting up all the LATAM hotspots for startups and finding those unicorns and investing in them. So this is in the cards, hopefully, fingers crossed, knock on wood, all goes well. That's part of the plan. I don't know when I would start yet, but in terms of there being real opportunity and wanting to really do it from like a business perspective, but also a personal one as well, it's all there. Well, I literally just finished a year doing that, but not investing in Latin American startups. If you need any tips, let me know. I will. Okay. I'm going to reach out to you. I'm so excited. Hop on the nomad train. I feel like everybody now is doing that. Like Tyler and I've done that now for the past 12 months. (laughs) It gets a little exhausting after a while, but highly recommend it. Yeah. Try to go places two months at a time. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually thinking quarters because that's how my salesperson brain works, but we'll see. We'll figure it out. Cause honestly, I think we're, I need to keep tabs on what's happening in the market and in the world and with COVID. And so I definitely want to be safe and have a sufficient amount of time to create connections and build community and exchange ideas uh, and find those unicorns too. What I want to dive into next is the concept of Lolita being in 20 places at once. And you have put together this Lolita as a service-esque coverage area piece on Notion, which is gorgeous. And uh, it's something a lot of people could use in regards to figuring out how to spread their time efficiently. 
Would you, would you be down to talk about that and kind of how you've created platforms to enable that for yourself? I think if you are one of these people that likes to do a lot of things, but you have limited time and resources, you get really creative on how to get things done. And my motivation along my path has always been to bring people up with me and share what I find, whether it's ideas, content, or tools, or capital, or whatever it is, community connection. And with that as the North Star of really living a community-driven life style, I guess you can put it, I've thought of how can I scale myself because I have to do my day job and I also run a fund and I also X, Y, Z. So as I've had time to think through or as people just bombard me with requests, I find the patterns of how I can be useful, how I am useful and what kind of no code can I use to scale the same request over and over again. And you know, I tweeted about it the other day. I think everybody should learn how to do some no code, not for the sake of building, but really thinking about what are you trying to do and how can you enable something quickly and scalably. And so I've definitely used Notion, Airtable, Sapier. There's something else we're building in the background, maybe last related, who knows? But that's really been the point. And it's kind of been something that's evolved organically. There wasn't some sort of massive plan, but now that things are, they seem to be settling in certain spaces. So for example, how can I enable capital connections, right? And that's through the startup investor matching tool between startups and investors found out that works. So how about we do that for the GPs of the future or existing GPs who are also underestimated and connect them with LPs? And seeing the startup investor matching tool get, I think we're at 33 checks and in a little bit over a year at a value of over $4 million, 4.2, I think it's amazing. Like this is the power of the community. And I feel like once you get a taste for what the power is of a community and you use it for good, it's just motivating and, and inspiring to think of like, how else can we be crafty and enable each other? And I think that's kind of the next stage for me. It's yes, I need to have someone on my team to help me with the background operations, admin, things like that. But also how do I get out of the way for just the incredible people who are in our community to do their thing, but have the tools and the platform to do it. So that's been on my mind. I think key word that you just said there was like, how do you get out of the way? But like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's huge, right? Like you get to thousands of people and you're just like, bruh, I can't help unless I figure out how to automate this. And uh, by the way, congratulations on your matchmaking tool success. That means so much. Yeah. I mean, you're changing it, people's lives, like literally putting food on people's tables. I remember and seeing that last summer people's. and I was like, such a game changer. I was like, this is like the coolest thing in, on earth. And then you got like a ton of press on it and you started getting more accolades. But I remember that was, I like kind of had a light bulb moment for me when I saw that. Oh, thanks Clay. Yeah. It's been really amazing. And it's, I mean, again, like people are like, oh, Lita. actually, so I have to say this, all of the technical stuff that happens, Josh is behind it. Josh is my husband and he's brilliant and amazing and super supportive. 
ultimately, again, like you can't do things alone. And I just need to, you know, if there's one piece of feedback I'd give myself is remember that you don't need to, and you shouldn't, and nobody should do anything alone. And, and that enabling is really the goal. Enable and get out of the way. Like people have amazing things to create, to produce. And I want to just you know, be one more supporter and have others support me too. Cause guys, like I need your support too. Don't worry. We'll always be there. But there's also, I just love the, the way you're thinking about this because like the, one of the best feelings in the world is having something be there and it be permanent and be working and then being able to focus on the next problem to solve. Well, a problem that a lot of people in our industry try to solve, whether it's for good reason or bad reason is growing their audience. And it looks like while you've been relevant for a few years, over the last year or two, you've kind of exploded across platforms. And like, we know, me and Clay know like the work that it took behind that. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> like, in, like only a fraction of it at that, you know? Like our play is complete, like completely different, but I've talked to you about your hustle and like been on platforms with you where we discuss hustle and like, I know it's there. But I would love for people who probably weren't live on our clubhouse or something like that to kind of get a feel for what that's been like. And uh, maybe even some of the non-obvious benefits of the plight and, and upside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, again, I have to go back. And this is something that when founders and just ecosystem members like reach out and they're like, I want to build a community. I want to build my audience. And I'm like, okay, well, first thing is the core of it, no matter whoever's leading needs to ask himself, why? What is the purpose of this? And for me, my motivation is to support underestimated founders, funders, and friends, because it takes an ecosystem. You can't just do one part. And but I can't do it alone. And so just spreading what I believe in and what I find consistently is at the core of how I've approached things. And the benefits have been really awesome. You know, I've had founders reach out and say, thanks for posting about this accelerator. Like I actually got in and now we're, we're heading into fundraising. And that's been super amazing. And then, you know, watching, like I said, the millions of dollars that have been investing, invested in founders through the startup investor matching tool. I recently partnered with the race conference, which is the biggest fundraising conference for general partners. So venture capital fund managers and to give fellowships. And so I was able to award 11 fellowships to underestimated GPs. And, you know, this happens because you're putting out your, the word, like what you're about and you can't bullshit it. Like you got to say what you're about and then people will want to partner or do stuff. And those are incredible benefits um, on both sides. One is it's amazing to be able to open doors for others and then for them to open doors for you. And for me, that has meant really learning more about the needs of the people that I serve, my needs, and what, what we can do in the middle to, to support each other. And so I, I couldn't be where I am without the support of the community and we all make it work together. So I'm super grateful. And I sometimes serve the leader hat and others just a typical member who's just like, you know, hang out. True that. Yeah. I, I think the benefits are countless and I don't know for you, like, I think you're evolving into one of the, the figureheads or, or top faces in, in VC. And I definitely want to keep giving you your flower. I'm aiming for the Midas list. 
So just keep helping. You got to say aiming for the top of the Midas list. Aiming for the top, number one spot, right, Tyler? Exactly. You're going to help me get there. Yeah, let's go invest on a few. I'm happy being number two. <laughs> I want to build companies. So hopefully I get you there by, uh, by you investing in my companies. Let's do uh, it. <laughs> but that said, we're now on to new accolades. And you've mastered the art of community building. So we're very curious as to your thoughts on the current and future state of online communities and really how that impacts both investors and founders. And after that, I'm going to ask you the big what's next question. But it seems like we, we kind of just said. I will share some stuff. For the rest, you'll have to follow me to find out. At Lolita Taube. All right. No, I thank you so much again for the kind words and community building. Honestly, if anybody says this is how it is, here's the blueprint, don't believe them because community building, community-driven companies, it's evolving and it's becoming more and more important. We just finished talking about really community building at its or like how we foundationally think about it. When we talk about community-driven companies, it's it takes on a different level and a different approach and lens. So part of the reason why um, we're investing at the community fund, why I invest in community-driven companies is because I believe in the power of the people, but also because it's an amazing go-to-market strategy. As I mentioned, I come from a sales background, so I want to know things are going to make money and how they're going to make money and what's that differentiation mode. And being community-driven certainly helps. And for those of you who haven't heard me define community-driven, for me and for us at the Community Fund, it's really do your customers identify as members of a community. Number two, do these community members have a space to create value for each other? And number three, are they kicking off your marketing sales flywheel? Those are the elements of what we think of as community-driven companies. And so very much a go-to-market business strategy. The benefits of this strategy are not just that you get a go-to-market, but communities have shown to increase retention, lifetime value, sales leads, because you get this organic word of mouth margins, right? Because if you're getting people to talk about your thing, then it costs, you don't have to pay those dollars to Google. Or maybe if you do, maybe it's less. There's a sticky factor, right? Because it's not just some number, some product, some service. It's There's an affiliation and, and identifying with a company. It's also really difficult to replicate building community. So it becomes a moat. And, you know, so many of us, like the first thing any founder does early stage when they get capital is I need to hire. And so what better than to hire people who really believe in your company from your community. So these are some of the, the, the benefits. Also, you know, again, it decreases your customer acquisition costs, churn, marketing spend, et cetera. And then in terms of like, how do I see this shifting in the space, this being community-driven companies? I think becomes more ubiquitous. What will change though, is that the real will separate from the not real. And what I mean by that is there's such a huge level of authenticity that needs to come from this community building. And that is something that can be, an illusion of authenticity can be kept up for a temporary amount of time, but the good ones will separate from the inauthentic 
pretty quickly. I do think that as we, and I already started seeing it actually, like we launched the community fund last fall and everyone's like, what's community driven companies? Like, oh, that's like really fluffy stuff. And then all of a sudden you see Reddit and Airbnb and like Peloton, all these like community driven companies that are unicorns. And everyone's like, I invest in community driven companies. Do you? And so you're going to Leave the sheep. <laughs> yeah. So. But no, you're right. I think uh, community is an incredible defense mechanism, lowers all the types of CAC, churn, et cetera, that you need. And just generally is a smart thesis. It's not like the most complex thing. I don't know why like investors tend to just point their nose up before their success and then down as soon as there is like to a point where they're just like stuck. But a way to claim a fork early. At this point, you should take a moment to ask us anything in the world you'd like. And we will answer transparently. That can be about confluence. It could be about something you have on your mind. It could be about our emotional states. It could be about our fun. It could be about anything in the entire universe. And we will be 100% honest with you. In the spirit of community building, how can you help the Lolita community? Mm. Well, Clay, do you want to answer that or should I go for it? I got a couple ideas. I feel like we have somewhat similar communities. Like we have a form for founders to submit their company information and then be seen by our investors called commonapp.vc. So if anybody's looking to do that. Which was inspired by Lolita. Let's keep it a buck. Yeah, 100%. And so if you want additional forms to just send targeted emails to investors, that's another one to check out. We have a couple pieces of media, like this is one obviously, where we highlight and talk to people 10x smarter than ourselves and package up those lessons into bits of advice and then resources for founders and investors oh, alike. You know, you know what, Clay? I have an idea. And this one's yeah. a low-hanging one. And we can keep brainstorming. But I think a good idea would be to do an event together with the community. And we'll talk about some sort of topic that's relevant to everyone. Teach them some stuff. Like, you guys can talk about running a media-driven fund and because there's so much good stuff that you guys are doing and how you're doing it or it could be another topic but invite the community to listen to you we can do a Q&A and I think that could be value add uh, on on all ends yeah let's do it 100% I mean I feel okay. like we have like cool. so many different ways we can work together but that's like yeah, I was thinking about 50 fun. ways off the top <laughs> <laughs> but, there are uh, so many ways but you guys we got to start small that is a hack that I have learned in doing balancing things. Like how do you prioritize what's the low hanging fruit and what's going to be like high impact, low lift. That's the magic. I try to chart that out. Like I've gotten a lot more serious about charting days out, like charting big macro and micro goals, like 30 and 60, 90 day goals. And I just sit down recently and just look through all these different things we have kind of floating in the air right now and which ones we actually want to double down on. Tyler, we should probably talk about that offline. Yeah, we should. But, we should have <laughs> but I was having the same realization earlier this week. Like, damn, I actually need to focus on one or two of these before it's like. Yeah, because you know what? That's what can happen. We can like, we're doing so many awesome things that it just, we're scattered. And then we need to take a break, reflect and yeah. be like, what's really the most important? What's, and not just what's more most important, but what's important and urgent and aligned most importantly with that vision yeah. that we have. 
And sometimes you can get away from it, not because you want to, but because shiny things are shiny things that you're attracted to. And then being able to be okay with saying, we're going to divest from that project or that item, prioritize this parking lot, that super important skill set that I don't think we talk enough about. 100%. Yeah, I would love to have a session where I think we're all at this point where we've kind of built those automated pieces, created some value. And now you're at the top of the mountain, like, okay, well, like, what do we do next? And doing things with you has been on that bucket list for a long time. So totally okay, with it. Let's do that. And let's make some money too. Cool. Sounds let's do good. it. That's a mission. So we usually would do a closeout round here where we'd ask you rapid fire questions and Clay would do that. And I'm totally down to do that. But there's also an option where we just ask you one or two questions instead. And we just include the conversation we had a bit before we started this as like a special edition because we had some really good stuff in there. What are your thoughts? Whatever you want to do. I'm, I'm game. Clay? We can run through quick fire. Like that shouldn't take too long. That's literally just five questions meant to be answered in two sentences or less. How does that sound? Okay, we could do that. Cool. So first one we have is what is a recommendation you hear regularly that you think is bad advice? Ah, oh, this is a good one. Pay yourself very little or nothing at all when you get started. I like that a lot. I think like, that's like really commonly held advice that I've never really bought into. It's like, no, no pay yourself. You need to eat. Yeah. You need to have, I think who made that an okay thing to do were people with trust funds who have a lot of money to begin with. So no, pay yourself. All right, next one. In the last year, what new belief, behavior, habit has most improved your life? Asking for help and learning no code. No code is sick. I'm like trying to learn yes. more, more every day. Zapier, if anybody doesn't use Zapier, like you should absolutely learn how to use Zapier. It's crazy. I'm excited to we're starting to look at Integromat. Ooh, ooh fancy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> to check that out all right next one aside from having to say no all the time what's the worst part about venture fund operations so again everyone seems to think that vc is magical and all you do is write checks but there's actually so much that needs to go in the background for administrative um, especially if you're running a community-driven team it's managing it's having a company and so there's a lot of space for no code optimization that i'm looking into yes and you should check out visible i was about to say shameless plug everybody check out visible got software we're using that for hours for sure yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that for our updates everybody else should use it for their updates well you know Actually, so I've been looking at the market. I do like Visible. There's Paper Street. Cabal is pretty interesting stuff. So I'm looking into that. Yeah, 100%. Um, Clay, you better, Clay, you better offer a discount or something like I know, that. This is we'll do something. We'll, we'll figure out something. Or more interestingly, how about we just ask why she, like, what if she thinks the ups and downs of each one and we just make Visible that much better? <laughs> I'll have to work okay. with Mike. But yeah, we'll, um, we'll figure something out. Mike is awesome. Mike is awesome. Like I have to say like, yeah, anyway, but I'm happy to chat it up. Honestly, I'm always thinking about how can you make things more community driven and be able to track metrics and set accountability, which are the most important things in my opinion. So get stuff for our founders. So happy yeah. to talk anytime. 
with the cabal company that you were talking about they're the one like getcabal.com are they the one that put out that piece earlier this week about community equity yes uh, yeah right, that, company <laughs> that company's sick yeah so i'm super super excited for what they're building and i want to dig in more because they're at the beginning and i think there's so much that we can do it's a little it's different than visible but there's some overlap so there may be some opportunity for collaboration yeah no 100 percent. god there's another one try not to go too far off script here i think it was like fairchild it was like same idea of like allowing community members send it over send it over i'd love to see it i am anything that's community driven send in my way i believe that there's a handful of us that are crazy community people that are going to reimagine and redo the venture capital world with a community driven lens and i'm all about it yeah no 100 so it's called fairment i'm going to put it in the zoom chat so you have it, but anybody else listening? So no, completely off script here. Yeah, yeah, my bad. We got two more. So best piece of advice for junior VCs or those aspiring to break into venture? Yeah. So follow people who want to help you. Those of us with resources, programs, knowledge. I'm at Lolita Taub. And I'd also recommend for aspiring VCs to check out HBC. Do I have it? HBCUVC. I'm actually a professor. HBCUVC. Yes. Oh, really, Tyler? I love everything Hadija is doing with the team. I'm just a little dyslexic, so sometimes I forget my acronyms. But no, it's long. Um, it is long to be fair. <laughs> it's a little long, but I I really do love what they're doing. Believe in what they're doing. Harlem Capital also does some good stuff to bring interns. I mean, any kind of opportunity that where you can get your hands dirty, but always try to like if you're going to be unpaid. That's rough. So always ask for money, but otherwise you can start volunteering. I, that's how I got started in the investing world. Just like, I don't have money. I'm not accredited, but can I help you and learn? And people are really happy to accept free labor. So just putting it out there, but I'm just really big on if I do have someone working with me, I need to pay them. I just have been on that other side too many times and that shit isn't good. Yeah. Agreed. Couldn't agree more. The last question from us, who's a mentor of yours that you want to give credit to? Oh my gosh. I hate this question, but I love it all at the same time because I don't have just one. Of course, like it's like the whole community is my mentor. But if I have to shout out some people, Eric at Hustle Fund, Mac at Rare Breed, Yvonne and LaDante at New Age Capital, they're super awesome. You guys should check them All out. All the I homies, think. yes. Samara at Chingona Ventures, uh, Miriam at Lulu, Sarah at Recast, Fund of Funds you guys should follow and collaborate with, by the way. Malin at Operators Collective, Arlen at Backstage, Charles at Precursor, Mark at Upfront, and then more, most recently, I made really good friends with Beto at Joseph Advisory, and he's just been, like, life-changing. And everyone else who, like, DMs me comments and feedback and, like, shares the good stuff, but also says, hey, Lolita, you can do this better. There's an optimized way of doing this. Have you thought of using no code for this? I love it. Thank you, guys. You guys are, like, my coaches, too, so thank you all, and thank you for hosting me today thank you and i always come in and sneak one which is not a real question but a request for you to request us to have people on the show who should we have any of the people i just mentioned would be amazing well let us know and if any of them are interested we'll have them with no questions most of the people in there like 
are either great friends or if you say that they're great, they're great. So <laughs> let us know. <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you guys. It was really fun. Thanks for keeping it real and we'll be in touch. Thanks a lot. Same to you always. Bye guys. Later. Huge thanks again to Lolita for coming on, and we hope that each of you are able to pick up something valuable from this episode. If you're looking to get in touch with Lolita, we've linked her social info within the description below, and you can also find your contact info in the Confluence VC directory. For next steps, if each of you have not submitted your info to become a member yet, you can do that through our website at www.confluence.vc. And also, if you want to become a subscriber to the newsletter, we offer a ton of free resources in there each and every week meant to help you become better at your individual roles. You can subscribe there at www.confluence.substack.com. Hope that helps. Hope to hear from you all soon.